Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to WebSeriesOnFire.com, where talented filmmakers share their inspiring stories from concept to execution. And now, here is your host, Peter Papagiorgio. Welcome to WebSeriesOnFire.com. I'm your host, Peter Papagiorgio, and I'm going to be sharing the stories and the journeys of the creators of the hottest new web series in the entertainment industry. My guest today is a producer, a writer, and an actress. Her name is Brie Castellini. And she's the creator of the web series, Sam and Pat Are Depressed. Bree. Hello. Hey, <laughs> are you ready to ignite the entertainment industry with your web series? I am. All right. You're not depressed, are you? <laughs> well, then we can get to that. <laughs> cool. You want to give us a uh, glimpse of your personal life? Where'd you go to school? Where'd you grow up? Sure. So I grew up in Colorado. I went to undergraduate in Oregon, a little town a little bit west of Portland. And when I was in college, I didn't actually know I wanted to be a filmmaker. I knew I wanted to be a writer from a very young age. So I went to school for creative writing and I got my degree in it. And in my, I would say, last year of college, I started to transition into screenwriting and got into grad school in New York. So I moved to New York after graduating from college, and I've been here for four years now, oh, making okay. uh, made two web series and two short films so far. You want to give us the name of the, the other uh, web series and the two films? Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my first web series is a series called Brains. It has two seasons online plus two extended universe projects. It's a narrative vlog set in the zombie apocalypse. Uh, kind of a wacky comedy horror series. Uh, very topic. fun. <laughs> yeah. Zombies are it, always in. Zombies are always in yeah. fashion. It's a, And it's been a, a concept I'd been working on since college, since before I knew I wanted to get into film. So it was really fun to kind of finally see it realized in the format that I think it, it best is suited for. Uh, okay. And so that's that's the, the web series. I've got the first short film that's released is called Ace and Anxious. It's kind of the spiritual successor to Sam and Pat in many ways. It's about an anxious asexual woman who discovers the like scientific stress relieving powers of sex because of like endorphins and stuff like that. And so she decides to test this out by posting a free sex uh, Craigslist ad to, to see if maybe she can stop her panic attacks through random strangers from Craigslist. Um, and it's sort of a comedy about that. Then uh... <laughs> Com comedy seems to be your forte so far, right? Yeah, actually, though, the the short, the short other short film that I've done, uh, it's still in post-production, so it's not released anywhere, but is actually the first non-comedy thing I've done. I co-wrote a sort of psychological short thriller with a co-star of mine from Brains and Ace and Anxious, and, uh, and we, we produced kind of a, a short little horror film, which is our first foray into drama, and I really enjoyed it. It was a, a definitely a challenge, but I don't know. I'm excited to be getting back into comedy with season two of Sam and Pat are Depressed. Now, what, what's, what's the horror short film about? Um, it's hard to say without totally spoiling it, but I will say that it is about power and pyramid schemes and hotel rooms. <laughs> you know, I like that. You definitely got me intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you said you, you, you grew up in, in, you were born in Colorado, right? 
Uh, I was actually born in Seattle, Washington, but I only lived there for about two years. So it, it it's fundamentally, I grew up in Colorado. Colorado was my hometown. Your hometown, right. Uh, were your parents in show business too, or...? Oh no, no! My actually, my both of my parents are physical therapists, so they're pretty far off from anything creative. Actually, really, nobody in my family is in the creative industry, um, like in a generation above me, as far as I know. My brother is actually a PA and working to be an AD out in Los Angeles, so he's like doing the very traditional film route, where he's you know working as the scut worker on all these sets and oh, okay. productions out in LA. Are you um are your parents like kind of like behind you? I mean, did they freak out when you said you wanted to get into filmmaking? I think, and yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, of course. Uh, I mean, I I've been very lucky that they've been very supportive, but I also think it helped that like I've wanted to be a writer since I was like five years old. So they it they had a long time to get used to the fact that I was being completely impractical and was never going to make money in my life. Um, but also I think that they, you know, me and my brother were very good at school when we were young. We were very, you know, hard workers. We had summer jobs, we had jobs during college and we were very hard workers so that they knew that even if we were going to go after a totally impractical career, that they, they trusted us as people enough to say, all right, if this is what you want to do, I trust that you'll do it and it's your life. So have, yeah. I mean, have fun. And, and also too, you know, if they saw that you were com completely committed and Mm -hmm. Not, you know, some people just get involved and, in, you know, into the fantasy of it. And, you know, they they kind of, you know, they don't put the effort in or the work, actually. It's true. Yeah. No, and, and not putting in the work was never really a thing they had to worry about with my brother and I, which was lucky. We had a, a you know, work ethic installed early. So they always knew that no matter what we ended up doing, we would put our all into it. And that ultimately, you know, our lives are our responsibilities. And my I, I do feel very lucky to to have parents who you know didn't try to foist any kind of work or career on us they were just like hey you do what you're gonna do just do it smart and do it because you want to that's that's fantastic yeah no it, it, it really was it's I, I I'm very lucky and I, I know that there that is not you know a consistent situation amongst other people cool uh, you want to give us a little glimpse of what your web series, Sam and Pat, Are Depressed, is about? Sure. Uh, so Sam and Pat is a nine-episode first season, and it's sort of a series of short vignettes around the theme of mental illness and therapy, more specifically. Basically, these two depressed roommates um, talk about how weird therapy and mental health is, because I think that there's a lot of content out there, not a lot, I should say, but you know, the content that is out there about mental illness and about depression is tends to be very like, catastrophic, it tends to be like, the PTSD stories, or like the, you know, traumatic aftermaths of some like crazy plot arc. And there's not a ton of representation of people who just like, are living their normal lives with mental illness. It's usually after like something really traumatic has happened. And I wanted a series that more accurately depicted how just normal people go through their day to day living with, you know, some sort of mental illness dis um, diagnosis. And so that's sort of what Sam and Pat is. It's a comedic take, a comedic look at sort of the almost banality of mental health in some ways, because it's just two people who have therapy regularly and, you know, nothing insane is going on in their lives. They're just people who notice the kind of weird quirks of therapy in between the more catastrophic stuff and, and uh, have a good time thinking about it. Uh, okay. Now, what inspired you to create the web series? 
Did you get so, any, any material from your parents since they were therapists? Uh, no, not <laughs> yeah. my, my parents have not really entered into this one. Okay. But my, uh, I mean, I, we, we joked earlier, but I am someone who suffers from depression and anxiety. And my co-star, Chris Cherry, who was also a roommate of mine for about two years, two and a half years, uh, he is also um, on the depression spectrum. And there was a, a small period of time where we both were in therapy and our sessions were like pretty close to each other during the week. So after each session, we would come home and we would like talk not about like what we talked about in therapy, but about like the things that we didn't talk about in therapy. Because as Chris puts it, the one thing that you can't really talk to your therapist about is your therapist. So we sort of became each other's therapists about our therapy about sessions. About your therapy because, sessions, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's just like a very weird thing that you know I, I never really considered. And one day, um, I, I remembered a conversation he and I had about like, he, he mentioned that he was worried that his stories that he was telling his therapist were too depressing, and he was worried that he was gonna depress his therapist, that like his therapist would need therapy after his sessions. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny because that's such a crazy thing to think, but it's also very relatable for like people that are in therapy, and that's kind of how depressive minds work. So you know, I wrote that conversation down, and then I had a web series. <laughs> I, just, I just thought about you know the whole concept that you just told me about and all that. It, 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 it could be a Seinfeld episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's 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 very observational comedy for sure. That that's definitely a the sort of conceit observational comedy about therapy with like a lot of depression, a lot of uh, profanity, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like kind of absurdist prop gags and visual gags. Yeah. Now, what was your your concept to creation? Um, actually, for season one, it was very short. I. You know, I, I, this wasn't even a twinkle in my eye a year ago. Um, it's been less than a year since we made season one. I wrote the entire first season in about two days. And just because they're such short episodes and they just sort of flew out of me because they're conversations that are based on a dynamic that I know really well, which is my dynamic with my friend Chris. And I sent all the scripts to, to Chris and then two days later, it was the weekend and we got together and we read them all out loud and we had a really good time laughing back and forth and we were like, hey, I think we're going to do this. Cool. Okay, let's do this. Then we called a couple of our friends who have worked with the with us on a couple of other projects. And about a month later, we were on set and we produced the whole thing. And two or three months later, we released the whole series uh, or we started releasing the whole series on Sika TV. So it took about less than six months to go from the idea to releasing it to the public, which is the shortest period of time that I've done anything in. And uh, it was sort of just a very whirlwind adventure. And it was very much rooted in the fact that I wrote it specifically because I wanted it to be very easy to produce. You know, it's one location, largely two cast members who, you know, one was me, so who cares what happens to me? And then one was was my good friend who was really invested in the material. And uh, our crew was only three people. So that was obviously, you know, oh, very okay. We didn't need to. We didn't need to meet anybody for it. We were just like, "Hey, you want to come over for a weekend and just shoot this web series?" And everyone was like, "Cool, let's do it." As long as you feed them, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you got to feed them. <laughs> <laughs> and it also helped that everyone that uh, was working on the project had been in therapy at some point or was somewhere on the depression really? spectrum. Really? Okay. Everyone, wow. They yeah, could, yeah, it was sort of this really funny thing where it was like it was a really relatable uh, concept to everyone who was working on it. So we. And because it was so easy to make, it wasn't like I was asking very much of people. So it was sort of the the perfect combination of like really like low maintenance, but also really relatable material that everyone was really passionate about. Cool. Now, in regards to your crew, so you basically had a um, cameraman, sound guy, and a uh, no sound. Guy. I did. I did sound. <laughs> we we uh, we had a 
boom attached to our camera. Um, and luckily, since it was traditionally filmed, you know, the camera was pretty close to people at the most, for the most part. But then any sound that we couldn't get from the boom on the camera, I had these little lav mics that attached to a, an iPhone as its mixer, which we'd used in a couple of other, our other projects. And I just taped the lav mic somewhere just off camera <laughs> and pointed it towards the actor. And if I was on screen, I would just make sure it was positioned towards me. And if Chris was on screen and I wasn't, then I would like hold it next to him. But yeah, so no sound guy. It was basically director, DP, and uh, a sort of various helper person that kind of AD'd, PA'd, sort of a combination of just like an extra set of hands to help us out. Right. Who is your, uh, your director? Yeah, uh, the the director is Andrew Williams. He directed Brains as well and um, and was an actor in the second season of Brains. Ah, okay. And your DP? My DP is Brandon Smalls. He has been the DP of Brain Seasons 2. Um, he was the DP of Ace and Anxious and of Buy-In. That's the other short film. And um, I, sadly, he will not be joining us for Season 2 of Sam and Pat. He's in school right now. But, yeah, he DP'd the majority of the projects we've worked on in the past year and a half. Ah, okay. Now, uh, when you were shooting, you, shot, you, you said you shot in your apartment. Was it shot mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in Queens, Brooklyn, New York? Uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, I live in Brooklyn. I live in Flatbush, Brooklyn. And we basically, yeah, we just loaded all the equipment in on Friday night and shot a couple of MOS scenes. And then basically all day Saturday and Sunday filmed all nine episodes. And yeah. Did you, did you have any um, obstacles? You know, the, the only obstacle was just the sort of panic that set in right before we started shooting, because even though it was a very low maintenance shoot, you know, there's, you all, you have to do pre-production, you have to be prepared. And I think that like it happened so quickly that all of us were kind of panicked that it wouldn't actually come together and be as funny as we all thought it was, because we really hadn't thought about it that much. You know, we, the script barely got edited. And so I think there was a little bit of panic, you know, that it happened so quickly that like, maybe we've made a mistake, but we, you know, we got over that pretty quickly. And it, the team had worked together on at least two other projects by then, so it wasn't like, you know, we were learning how to work with each other or anything. It was a really, really smooth transition, and it was exactly what we needed. Did you have any funny stories? or uh, Funny stories? I mean, the show itself is funny, uh, and, like, the funny stories all kind of made it on camera because there are so many weird, like, gags and visual gags on screen that were largely improvised. And, like, there's an episode where... My character, every time the camera cuts back to her, she's holding or eating a different kind of food. And the food just got progressively weirder as the episode went on. There's one shot where I'm like holding up just a piece of ham that I'm just flapping around as I accentuate my dialogue. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that kind of stuff would like my director would call out like, all right, can you flap the ham around a little bit more and things like that. And so, you know, it took us a while to film that episode because we were giggling or I was like gagging from taking a bite out of an onion. But (laughs) for the most part, yeah, like we were shooting for so long that, you know, anything funny kind of just went into the episodes, which was a really, really fun experience. What kind of camera did you guys uh, use? We used a Blackmagic Pocket Cinema camera, which is the camera that we've used, uh, again, for the last couple of things that we've shot, Brain Season 2, Ace and Anxious, and Buy-In, uh, because it's, it's, our, it's our DP, Brandon Smalls' camera, and his lighting equipment, too. We basically, like, the five of us have worked on, like, the past four or five projects, and we just use the same equipment every single time, but the Blackmagic gets some really great stuff. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Uh, as for lighting equipment, I have no idea. Um, and then for our sound equipment, I don't know what the boom is. I think it's probably some like pretty standard Rode mic. And the and then I use those those little iPhone labs that are also Rode brand. 
Um, they're like $75. And if you keep an eye on them, they're actually pretty good quality. Cool. Now, do you want to give any, any advice to any, anyone who's, you know, anyone who's listening about, you know, making a web series? Um, well, I would say this is, you know, partially a plug for the company I work for, but like, I would definitely say get on Starable. I write articles about how to make web series every week. Uh, and I'm aided throughout the week by, you know, five or six other writers from the web series community who write about all sorts of things from all over the world. And, um, it's a great place to come and ask questions and get answers and just sort of read from people who have done stuff. But on a more like during this interview since, uh, sense, mm-hmm. I would say just, do something, even if you never show it to anyone, even if, you know, you don't think that it's good enough to like continue working on, just make something because every single thing that you make, no matter at what scale helps you learn the process. And the more the process that you learn, the more confident you'll get. And that's when you'll start actually getting to the point where you're like, I think I want to make something for real so that I can put it on the internet so that I can try to get fans so that I can submit to film festivals. But you, you can't do that if you're just like so paralyzed with like, it's not going to be perfect that you never do anything. That's, that, that's so. a fantastic word of advice. Yeah. I'm totally with you there. Mm-hmm. Now what's uh, what's your next plan? Season, well, season two? Yeah, season two. So we're actually gearing up for our Seed and Spark campaign that will hopefully be launching later this week. Uh, right now, oh, Seed and Spark perfect. Is, okay. Uh, we, we have to submit our, like, um, our first draft of our campaign to them, and we'll get some feedback. But we're hoping that by, like, Wednesday or Thursday, we will, we will put up our Seed and Spark campaign. It'll be a very small campaign, nothing crazy, uh, mostly just to cover props for our escalating prop bet prop gags and food because of course we have to feed everybody but yeah we, we're hoping that it'll just sort of get people excited get people talking about like why do you need 140 plastic easter eggs for this season i'm intrigued help, let me help <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we start production in the first two weekends of august are when we're going to shoot this season because the season is actually twice as long as the first season same amount of episodes but like double the length of like what the content of episodes so it's a okay. little bit more involved a little bit more there's a little bit more of an arc this time we introduce a couple new characters so it should be it should be what you love from season one just more, crazier more of it. Okay. <laughs> just more of it yeah, yeah yeah do you want to give us your contact information as we wrap up yeah sure uh so i'm very easy to find on the internet brie castellini i am the only one so if you google me you'll find everything but most commonly you'll find me on twitter at Breezone World, that's B-R-I-S-O-W-N-W-O-R-L-D. And uh, yeah, honestly, just follow me on Twitter and you'll find you'll find whatever you need. <laughs> cool. Well, Bree, thank you for being on WebSeriesOnFire.com. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. Yeah, cool. And good luck with everything. And this will be airing real soon. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it and I can't wait to tweet it. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Well, that wraps up WebSeriesOnFire.com. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please email me at WebSeriesOnFire at gmail.com. Please like us on Facebook and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to WebSeriesOnFire.com with your host, Peter Papagiorgio. We'll catch you next time.